kind of reinforcing that um, encouragement and motivation to nurses of like, hey, you can learn this stuff. Like you can get in more control of your finances. Here are some basic stepping stones to get you there. What is financial wellness and how does it contribute to the overall well-being of nurses? Let's talk all about it with Savannah Arroyo, CEO and founder of Net Worth Nurse, right here on episode 358 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. This podcast is all about you, of course, and your personal and professional development and your nursing and healthcare career and the system as a whole. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews like today's with some of the most inspiring people out there. I love having you along for the ride and I thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And if you'd like to really be a part of the Nurse Keith Nation, please consider becoming a valued patron at Patreon. It helps support the show, provides a little extra income to cover all the expenses related to the production and the publishing of the show. And if you'd like to pledge $2 a month for a year, that would be just awesome. And you can also pledge more. So head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it and refer yourself your colleagues, your friends, your family, your dog, your cat, your gerbil to Nurse Keith Coaching for holistic career coaching. I've completed over 2,000 coaching sessions now with nurses and healthcare professionals. And if you mention Savannah Arroyo or the Nurse Keith Show, you can get 15% off your first coaching package. And the show notes will be over at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 358. So you can learn all about Savannah and net worth nurse. So Savannah, I'm so happy you reached out to me just a couple months ago and connected and we had a nice chat and it was time to get you on the show. And what is it about nurses and their financial wellness? And you're a nurse, obviously, that really lights you up. Why does that make you so happy and want to do what you do? Yeah, definitely. It's really something that I I started doing personally for myself. I just had my second daughter at the beginning of 2020 and I was going back to my full-time nursing administrator job and I was just looking at my investments and my my husband and I's time freedom and it wasn't there. You know, we we were putting all of our um, in extra income towards our retirement savings through our 401k and 403b. We were putting 20% of our paychecks towards that. And we were congratulated by people. It was like a big deal that we were putting a big chunk of money away for our retirement, but it just, it felt so discouraging to not be able to touch that money until, you know, you're 59 and a half. And it just felt like we weren't doing anything to build wealth in our lives now. And so I, we real I became very passionate about educating myself on different ways to build wealth and start investing a little bit more proactively. And then as I started doing that and started working towards financial freedom in my own life, um, primarily through real estate investments, I, I did was doing that over a couple of years and was able to leave my full-time nursing job. And I just really used my social media accounts to share what I was doing with nurses. And it, I create, I got a huge response from nurses, you know, kind of in similar positions, you know, having kids, trying to do work-life balance, not wanting to work bedside 
life forever, looking for different ways to grow wealth. And I just started creating as many resources as I could for nurses. And I became super passionate about filling this gap. I really, I came to find that there was a huge gap specifically regarding financial education resources and tools for nurses on how to build wealth. And so really our huge mission at Net Worth Nurse is to fill that gap. I see. And when nurses reached out to you to congratulate you on what you were doing and then ask you questions, what are some of the common questions that you first heard that made you realize, oh my, there's really something here for me to work on? Oh man, everything. Um, how do I get started? Um, what what are kind of the best directions of going out and buying uh, first real estate property? How to invest in 401ks, invest in real estate through IRA accounts, like really just getting basic education. And at that point, almost anytime I'd get a question, if I got a question like three or four times from nurses, then I would write a blog on it or I would create a YouTube video on it and um, realize that as I started getting these questions, you know, tons of nurses actually had them, um, whether or not they were reaching out to me. And so then that, that motivated me to create additional content really just with the um, goal of educating. Mm -hmm. And education is what it's all about for you, obviously. And what do you feel nurses... Um, how would I put this? What is it about nurses that makes them unique compared to other groups of people? Or are they just basically like everybody else? Well, oh, no, definitely not like anyone else, right? Nurses are, are their own breed for sure. And I think for me, definitely I have a, a huge soft spot in my, in my heart for nurses because I've worked bedside and alongside them for so long. And I started investing, you know, right before the pandemic started and being in administration and in operations and leadership within the healthcare um, industry was very eye-opening to how nurses are treated, how, how, you know, what kind of financial education and resources they have in their lives. And I, I was realizing that nurses were, well, the stock market plummeted at the beginning of COVID. And I had a lot of nurses kind of panicking about that, you know, their life savings, retirement goals, um, dropping, and then being nervous about that. And, it really, it, it kind of comes down to just proper education at that point. And, and nurses know more than anyone else how important education is. I mean, this is all really our foundation of practice as nurses is assessment and education for our patients and for ourselves. And I realized that, you know, nurses are the biggest hearts, like the best people I've ever worked with. And a lot of the nurses that I'm working with here in California, making good money, are still living paycheck to paycheck. And it's because they're not, you know, using different investment strategies, putting their money to work for them, um, investing in really proactive accounts that are growing their wealth at a better rate than what they're currently doing. And a lot of them, nurses are taking a backseat approach to their finances, which is a huge disadvantage because, um, you know, especially here in California, nurses are making good money. And, you know, a lot of travel nurses right now making good money. They, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know where to put it to start growing wealth or what, what is the best or how to even investigate different investments. And so really um, just writing a blog on like how to calculate investment returns, like what is an ROI return on investment? What's, what's an AAR average annualized return? What's a cash on cash return? And really at a basic, basic level of 
this is how you start educating yourselves on finances. And especially with nurses too, um, which is something that I get a lot when new nurses reach out to me is I think they feel very overwhelmed with the language, right? Finances and real estate is a completely different language. And it can be very overwhelming if you're not, if you're not accustomed to it, but nurses have to remember it was the same way with medical terms when we first got into it, you know, not reading, um, you know, all the medical abbreviations, they're reading in order and knowing all the terms. And we'd look at progress notes and care plans at first. And we're like, why, what does all this mean? You know, and it was slowly through repetition and osmosis, it started sinking in and nurses, you go to show that we can learn all sorts of things. And so um, kind of reinforcing that um, encouragement and motivation to nurses of like, Hey, you can learn this stuff. Like you can get in more control of your finances. Here are some basic stepping stones to get you there. That's a great answer and a rich answer. And when I first asked you that question a few minutes ago, and I was saying, you know, are nurses just like everybody else? What I was intimating was, you know, are nurses pain points around money and investing the same as the general population? And what I take from you is that probably a lot of the same pain points are they're, they're ubiquitous, right? We don't understand the terminology. We don't understand what to do with our money. We haven't received the education from anyone else. And on the other hand, nurses, especially right now, like you said, travel nurses are in this really special moment where they're earning much more than they normally would. And now they have this extra liquid uh, cash on hand and they want to know what to do with it. And that particular earning power may not last, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of conversation around what's going to happen around travel nurse salaries. And we're not going to get into the the peregrinations of that, like who deserves what, because I think everybody deserves everything. (laughs) But, but the point being that, that nurses are in a moment right now. And as the pandemic is sort of, well, it's not winding down. It's just changing, I guess, the nature of what's happening in the world. And one thing I wanted to mention is that we're seeing a lot of in- talk about inflation right now. You and I are recording this middle of February, 2022. And there's a lot of talk about inflation. What does that mean? And what should a nurse who's trying to put away money and save, et cetera, what should he or she think about all this talk about these words get get thrown around like stagflation and inflation and all that? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're huge terms that you really need to understand. I mean, everyone, because everyone is at the mercy of money to an extent, right? I mean, to live. And so if you're going through life, really not having a grasp on these financial terms and concepts, you're really putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. And I'm not, and I'm not saying you need to go out there and get an economics or finance degree, you know, at, at no means I've educated myself, you know, solely on my own with YouTube podcasts, books. I mean, the information is out there um, for sure, but especially in regards to inflation. So, I mean, for example, um, I was talking to a nurse uh, recently at my 
job about what I was doing in real estate and how I was investing and what kind of returns I'm getting and how I'm going out and buying these buildings and, and it's generating some income and all that. And as I'm telling her what I'm doing, she stopped and was like, oh man, I applaud you on your risk-taking ability. Like I'd never be able to take those risks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, what are you, you know, what are you doing right now for your investment? She's like, oh, we just save it. We just have it sitting in a bank account saving. And I'm like, oh man, that is the biggest risk of all sitting your money in a bank account where it's not earning any interest. It's not generating any returns for you. And with inflation rising, you're losing money on that. You know, every day as the, as we're inflating, you know, the economics, it's losing money. The cash value is lessening. And so if you're not investing that money, you are, that's a huge risk. You are losing it. And so, um, really learning how to put your money to work for you. I mean, the investment, concept and and cash flow and how you can generate those returns passive income once you start learning hey you can take your money stick it in an income producing asset that is um you know like real estate for example like so um it's appreciating in value you're paying down your mortgage you're increasing your equity in it you're growing your returns housing prices are going up um, rental markets are going up you have your tenant that's paying for your mortgage and generating extra cash flow that's going back into your pocket every month. Like these are basic um, kind of parameters, I guess, in real estate. And yes, there's risk involved. There's risk in every sort of investment, but a lot of that risk can be mitigated through education, conservative underwriting, investing in appropriate markets with um, good strategies, with great financing. Like there's a lot of ways to make get, mitigate the majority of risks that you, that people think or um, think of when they think of real estate. So inflation relates to interest rates going up, right? And the cost of real estate going up. And like you said, rents, for instance, I rent myself. So nurses can have good earning power depending on their situation and where they live. And like we said, maybe the the travel nurses right now are doing better than some, you know, in certain places, you know, for however long that particularly that lasts. But the, for, for nurses who are looking at retirement, for instance, older nurses like myself, maybe in their 40s or 50s or maybe even their 60s or older, um, when we talk about risk, for instance, and this is an area I, I have a lot of knowledge about, so you have to pardon any ignorance that I display. <laughs> um, where should people's minds be going? Is there anything else people should be thinking about? when it comes to this time in history and say they're they're on the older side they're middle-aged or older is there anything else that should be part of the calculation yeah i mean definitely so i mean for example and i think i recently just saw this on a post on instagram or something that inflation is rising and i don't even remember the percentage but say for example inflation's rising on average you know 5% every year or whatever and your employer is only giving you a 3% raise which is you know pretty standard in hospitals like 3% i feel like maybe that might be even some generous in some hospitals 3% but if inflation's rising at 5% like you can you can do the math there it's just you're you're going to be losing money on the dollar you're not you're not keeping up with the way that rates are currently going. And so, 
um, that's really eye-opening, especially for nurses, um, taking that into consideration when you're sticking with an employer or um, kind of what you're thinking about in terms of long-time goals. I mean, so for me, when I sat down uh, with my husband and we were getting specific of like, okay, what do, what do we want to do with investing? Like, what, what are our goals? And we got very specific of like, Hey, in 10 years, this is the position we want to be at financially. This is what we want to be doing on a day-to-day. This is how much income we want to be bringing in every month. This is the freedom that we want in our lives due to investments. And looking at a 10 year goal, we were able to kind of backtrack of like, okay, well then this is where we need to be at five years. This is where we need to be at one year. And it really laid out a blueprint of what actions we needed to take in order to get to our goals. So that definitely looks a lot different for everyone. And a lot of different people have different, you know, um, lifestyles that they want to be living. You know, some people live very minimalistic lifestyles and they can be in a position where they own maybe one or two investment properties or they're in a couple different investments where they're generating this passive income and they're able to live off it, you know, and that, and then that's great. And then other people, you know, might need more investments to get to that, that same type of lifestyle swap. But, um, it, it really kind of comes down to really lifestyle, what you want to be living for sure. And then once you get a grasp on that, you can really look at your finances and really sit down and look at, you know, what is your net worth? What debt do you have? your life? Like what, where are you on track to uh, retire? And this is, it's, it's difficult if you're new to finance and you don't even know where to start and how to start calculating this stuff. And you don't know what you don't know. And so um, really a huge goal of us is just kind of creating resources. So we created tons of spreadsheets and kind of blueprints and workbooks of getting nurses and the idea of like, okay, here's where I am currently in my debt and income, my assets and liability. This is my net worth. Like where do I want to be? What do I need to be my fire number? Your financial independence, retirement number. Like what, what do you need to be doing to get to that number? And it's cool when you're looking at it, you're saying people maybe at a retirement age are kind of going down that line. If you get specific of like, okay, hey, where you want to be, then you can get backtrack and say, okay, this is kind of what I need to be doing to get there and what tools I need to be using to get to this place where I want to go. Hmm. And that's great. And you're creating all these tools. And do nurses come to you because they don't know who to trust and they feel trusting of you because you are a nurse who's doing these things yourself? And does your being a nurse really have an impact on them listening because they know you're you're kind of you're one of them? Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, for sure. Um, definitely. And that was kind of a big reason I started doing it because I was in a position when I started going out there of like, wow, I don't know who to trust. And there's a lot of people out there that are very deceptive and misleading and Ponzi schemes. And, you know, everyone knows of all those kind of slippery slopes that you can go down with financial gurus and whatnot. And you hear all the horror stories of that. Right. And so it inevitably makes people very um, weary of the financial space uh, because people have been taken advantage of for years and years and will, will continue to be taken advantage of for years and years. Um, so that was kind of why I wanted to go out there and show really what I'm doing. Um, and not even like 
pushing anything, but just like here, here's what I'm specifically doing. These are the real estate deals I'm getting in and very transparent with like, you know, all the numbers. Here's how much I'm generating on my real estate properties. Here's the amount of work that I'm going out and doing on them. And it really started off as me sharing my story and just being very transparent. And yes, it's definitely allowed a lot more nurses to reach out to me with that trust factor because they do see, oh, you are a nurse, you get it. Um, and not just nurses too, you know, I have respiratory therapists, uh, physicians, surgeons, you know, wanting to come in these investment deals that I'm doing. And so um, really the healthcare community, I think there is kind of like this, this embedded trust amongst ourselves because we know what it's like to work the grind in the healthcare system for sure. Mm, that's true. Speaking of working in the grind, before we, we take a break, um, tell us a little bit about where you come from in terms of your career or your nursing career, you know, where, where have you been and what are you doing now? And how do you view your career and the, the trajectory of where you've been as a professional, as a healthcare professional? Yeah, definitely. So I started really kind of from a young age. I knew I wanted to go into nursing. I loved it. It was a very respected profession. I knew of other um, kind of not, not necessarily nurses in my life, but I just, I felt I went to like an ROP program in my high school and got to be kind of um, pushed into healthcare. And I, I loved it. So I, I wanted to be a part of that team. And so out of high school, I went to Sacramento State University, went through their nursing program there. It was a BSN program. Um, got out of that, started working in a couple different specialties. I did oncology, med surge, tele, and I just was naturally gravitating towards like leadership positions. I was taking on different process improvement projects, um, really trying to help out wherever I could. And um, I was encouraged by a nurse to go and pursue my master's in nursing leadership and administration. And I ended up doing that. And then um, after that transitioned down to Los Angeles, California, and I served as a uh, nurse leader, a clinical supervisor for an ambulatory care orthopedic practice for three years, which was an amazing experience. We had four different offices. I had 11 surgeons and I was really facilitating all of their, their offices, uh, all clinical aspects of that side of their practice. And that was really awesome. Loved it. Very eye-opening to the ambulatory side of healthcare that I had no experience in. And they really don't train nurses a lot in it. So that was um, a huge, huge learning curve um, going into that space. And then after I did that for about three years, I, I felt I wanted a little bit more, um, wanted to go back into acute care. So transitioned back into the hospital and I was the assistant nurse manager for cath lab specials, GI, wow. some procedural units um, and did that. Loved it. Loved my manager at a big organization down here in um, California, Los Angeles that I'm actually still a part of. I've been with them for six years. Um they just really support growth with their nurse leaders. And so um, I was able to move into a few different positions, but yeah, that last position um, I was working at loved it. But at that point I had been investing in real estate for almost two years and the income that I was generating from real estate was really offsetting a lot of my worked income. And I really wanted to grow net worth nurse. I had this kind of um, kind of ability to opportunity, I guess, to go out and do it. And so I, um, ended up quitting that job. And now I work per diem in a pre-op department. So a lot less responsibilities, no administrative manager, um, responsibilities, which has been amazing. And I work there like one to two days a week in the pre-op department and I absolutely love it. So it still gives me 
um, you know, the taste of nursing, get to go in there, talk with patients, um, be in the space, but get to um, now do a lot of real estate and uh, work with my net worth nurse. That's wonderful. Wow. Well, thanks for telling a little bit of that really amazing story and trajectory of your career. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk about education and your views on education and what that means in terms of one's future, right? In terms of earning potential, et cetera. And some pieces of advice you might have, you know, actionable steps people can take and maybe some actionable warnings that you might want to put out there, just a few. And also we'll talk a little bit more about net worth nurse and where you want to take it and how people can get in touch with you and what it would mean if people want to kind of enter into your little ecosystem and how they might be able to work with you. Does that sound good? Awesome. Sounds good. All right. So we'll be right back for the second half of the episode and please find the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 358. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Nurse Keith. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit, so you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now, Let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. And welcome back to the second half of the episode. Remember to learn all about Savannah Arroyo and Net Worth Nurse. Go to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 358. And we're here again with my new friend and friend of the pod, Savannah Arroyo. And Savannah, right before the break, we were talking about your career trajectory and journey, let's just say that. And the first question I want to ask you to build on that is you got your master's degree, right? You mentioned that along the way and you started with a bachelor's, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I started with associates, then a bachelor's. So what's your view on the relative value of pursuing further higher education or even a certification when it comes to building wealth as a nurse, how does one make the determination that, yes, it's worth my while to, let's say, borrow $40,000 to get my PhD or master's degree? How do you make that decision? 
Yeah. So for me, education has always just been a huge proponent uh, in my home life. And so I was always encouraged to do good in school, uh, you know, pursue college. And so I've always seen the value of having a degree. Um, and it has opened a lot of doors for me, to be honest, a hundred percent. The the master's degree has opened, especially if you're wanting to pursue advanced positions as a nurse, the certifications and the degrees will are, are, are almost mandatory um, that I've seen in healthcare. And really, I think it is uh, necessary to be honest, um, you know, magnet journeys and wanting a percentage of nurses to have bachelor uh, educations, um, the trend towards that, uh, all the different certifications and the advanced nursing roles that are now available for a DNP, um, you know, CRNA, all different nurse practitioners with different credentials to do procedures and that sort of stuff, midwives. So there's a lot of opportunity for nurses to have a lot more autonomy. I think it does bring a lot more autonomy um, and kind of furthering in the degree or the education and cert certifications really do open a lot of doors. And I've seen that personally and working as a leader in healthcare organizations. Um, for me particularly, I, I always had a goal to be a CNO. I, I wanted to pursue higher up leadership within the healthcare organization with the motivation of being able to make change, you know, change for nurses, better patient outcomes, just really wanting to be involved in those high level decision-making conversations. I wanted to be sitting at the table. And so I, um, that has always been a goal of mine. Obviously, once I started investing in real estate and I had two, two daughters, I, definitely shifted priorities and, and especially seeing how the healthcare organizations are ran. Yes, I've been in leadership positions, but there's only so much you can do in those positions in a large organization hmm. um, because there's just a lot of politics. There's a lot of policies. There's a lot of, um, you know, cl almost closed doors, red tape, I would say, and making change there. And so something that my business partner and I talk about all the time, um, because he he's my COO at NetWorth Nurse. His name's Kai. He's brilliant. And he's a nurse. And he was on the same track as me. He uh, was working on his MBA. He was in nursing leadership. He was doing telehealth. He was a director um, doing uh soup, nursing soup, house soup for his hospital. And he had the same goals as me. And we, we chat all the time about this, that the, the change that me, that we can have through net worth nurse is almost bigger than what we could have pursuing those advanced roles in the organizations that we were pursuing, you know, being a CNO at a hospital, I still think there would be so much red tape and really being able to make the change that I want to make within nurses and healthcare, like net worth nurse is opening a way bigger door for us to make that change. And so that's really how I've kind of shifted in that. But I do think if you are a nurse wanting to excel in your career, wanting to open more doors, um, education and certifications will do that for you. Yes. I think there's value in it. That's a good way to frame it that you, you see that there's value and you, you have to make a good choice. Like when I talk to my clients, I talk to them about let's, let's really look at, okay, so what are you investing in this particular degree? How much money, blood, sweat, tears, resources, time, right? And then what are you going to get in return? And yeah. you're right. Some people go into 
become maybe of FNP and they realize that, oh, it's not really the lifestyle I wanted and I'm not earning that much more than I was as an RN, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. I'm earning less than I was as an RN at the bedside yeah. when I take into consideration a differential. So people just have to do their due diligence before they sign on the dotted line and start into a program especially an expensive graduate or postgraduate program certifications you know they might cost hundreds if not a couple thousand dollars but you also have to think about what you're investing to get that in return and you know granted when that whole sea change began to happen and it was harder and harder to get a job if you didn't have a bachelor's degree that kind of made sense to me for a lot of people to go out and get the bachelor's degree because there were a lot of doors were closing on folks with associate degrees. And we could talk about whether that's a good thing or bad thing. And there's arguments on both sides, mm-hmm. but people just have to make conscious choices, I guess you would say. And switching away from education back into you know money and investing, I'm curious, what are the top three things or however many you want to mention mm-hmm. that maybe your common mistakes people make that you would want to warn people about right here and now. And you did mention one earlier, which I've been guilty of many times in the course of my life is keeping money in savings rather than putting it somewhere where it's going to earn more for you. So that's one of them I heard loud and clear a few minutes ago. (laughs) What are a couple others that you would be like, "Mm, don't do that? Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess maybe kind of some, some common mistakes I would say, and I, I kind of mentioned it earlier is kind of taking a backseat approach to your finances. Uh, yes, that. that's right. You know, I, it, like, I remember my first nursing job, I think it was like 22 or 23 coming out, making 80,000 a year and good money with not a lot of liabilities. And like, uh, not knowing what to put towards my retirement account and not, no one really showed me how to do that. And mm-hmm. for me, I was kind of like, all right, I'm not going to miss it. So this is my first nursing job. I'm going to put 15 to 20% towards it. But then talking to some of my peers, you know, once I got on the floor and talking to some of my coworkers, you know, hearing that they're only putting three to 5%, it's like, oh, wow. Like, am I, you know, just, just something like that of like people taking a backseat approach of not like doing a due diligence and educating yourself on like, okay, well, what is this money? Where is it going? How is it growing? What will this mean for me in the future? Um, because a lot of your freedom really sits in how you start investing really when you start working. Um, and so really kind of taking a more proactive approach is something that I would highly suggest to nurses, number one. Um, and then, really kind of, um, kind of how I mentioned before, there's a dip. It's not a one path there. There's, you know, I invest in real estate. I invest in multifamily syndications. I know people who are investing in short-term rentals. I know people who are investing in cryptocurrency. I know people who are investing in NFTs, stocks, you know, Bitcoin, whatever. The thing is to start investing in, in something, you know, pick something that you want to put your money in that it's, it's working for you. So when your money is sitting in a savings account, you know, it's sitting there, not earning anything, kind of losing money when you're investing it. Now you're taking that money and putting it to work for you. So it's like little now earning you extra income. They're generating all this extra income for you. That's the benefit. So now when you start investing, you're earning money when you sleep, you know, you're earning money for not having to do a lot of work. And like, for me, for instance, like it starts offsetting your W2 income of like, 
okay, now I'm investing in real estate. These real estate deals are putting all this extra money in my pocket every month. Now I don't have to work as hard at my full-time job. Maybe I only want to work. It gives nurses the freedom to like, maybe you want to go part-time, you know, maybe you don't want to quit nursing at all for forever, whatever. That's not the end goal, but to be able to give you that freedom, like I know for me personally, my attitude going into work now at the hospital, because I have investments, I can provide better patient care. I'm more, I'm in a better mood, more attentive. Like I, I just have a different outlook in going into work. It's not, I have to be here. It's like, I'm here to serve. I'm here ready to work. I'm here ready to care for patients. I want to get them ready for surgery, like waking up in the morning, isn't dreadful. Like it kind of was when I was working five days a week as an administrator during the pandemic. So investments really do, it's more than just money. It can contribute to your overall wellness, you know, your overall well being. And I, I don't think people realize that as much. Um, so it is motivation and encouragement to be a little bit more proactive there. Um, and I'd say probably, one of the other biggest things to watch for is definitely do your research. Uh, there are a lot of people out there, like I mentioned before, that will take advantage of people who aren't educating themselves or who don't know or who aren't doing the due diligence. So go out there and network. Networking for me has been the biggest thing of like connecting with other people in the space. And now that I've been doing it, you know, there's a lot of doctors that are out there doing what I'm doing, the white coat investor, passive income and D there's other people in the space that are trying mm -hmm. to spread the knowledge to physicians in the same position where they're like these physicians making good money that they're living paycheck to paycheck because they don't know how to invest it. It's the same type of thing. So networking with people who you trust who you know, who, who you can get a good vibe from check referrals. Um, that's a huge piece when you're going out there and looking at investments. That's great. And that's all really, really helpful. The white coat investor. I like that. Yeah, um, he's good. Yeah. He's um, so from your perspective for yourself now, do you see yourself as a nurse entrepreneur? Do, do you take on that mantle? Are you a nurse business person now? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely okay. consider myself that just with everything that I've had, building a business is no joke. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a lot of, that's it's a true. lot of learning curves for sure. Um, building websites, building funnels and email campaigns and setting up paywalls and communities. And I I'm working on average of like 15 to 20 apps at one time, you know, yeah. software and technology. And it is, a huge learning curve, um, with no experience in it, but yeah, it's a part of building a business and it's, it's fun. It's constantly growing. I feel like definitely starting this business has allowed me to be a lot more creative than I ever was as a nurse, you know, going out and creating content and, you know, building this brand and evolving it. It's really, it's, it's fun for me and my team. It's very exciting. We get super pumped up after our calls where we're just like brainstorming different things that we could do for nurses. Like, what can we do to give back to nurses? Like what are nurses wanting? How can, how, what do they need? What, what can we provide them and kind of brainstorming that and then getting feedback from nurses. It's really been a fun thing to dive into as a nurse entrepreneur. Yes. That's, that's really cool. And along the way, you shared with me when you first reached out and when we chatted last month that you've been a guest on over a hundred podcasts and that was real estate. You focused on real estate at first, and now you're 
branching into nursing podcasts and you've been on several others and now mine, and I'm so glad you're here. Um, what's that been like? And who says a nurse can't learn how to market and promote anyway, right? Yeah, it is. So very intimidating space for sure. Yeah. Coming out and branding yourself as something, you know, coming out as the network nurse and seeing my face on podcast script. It was very cringy. I mean, sometimes I'll still cringe seeing it for sure. I don't know how comfortable you ever get with that, but it kind of comes with the space. And I realized that Yes, I'm not entirely comfortable with it. You know, I just got on TikTok a few weeks ago and rolling mm -hmm. that thing out. But, you know, it's a part of being a business owner at this point of being an entrepreneur is learning um, to kind of overcome those hurdles and the imposter syndrome that comes with pushing yourself in the space. But um, yeah, like being mm -hmm. on the 100 podcast, that was really a goal of like, all right, I'm, I'm starting net worth nurse. Like I want to get the word out there. I need to start connecting with people in the space. And I said, I'm very goal oriented. I'm just with everything. I have goals everywhere. And so for me, it was like, all right, 2021, I'm going to be on a hundred podcasts this year. And it was hugely beneficial, mainly for the networking piece, but also the exposure and having so many nurses. I can't even tell you how many nurses have reached out to me because they've heard me on podcasts and being able to connect and motivate people so for me, when I got into real estate investing, I was binging podcasts every day, hours. I was um, on maternity leave, taking my daughter to the park at the um, on a walk at the park, listening to podcasts on 2x speed, digesting as much as I could. And that's what motivated me. It's what inspired me. It's what I hearing people's stories of like, wow, they're going out and doing this. Like I can do it too. Like that, I needed that motivation to get started. And so that's really what my goal was of being on podcasts, of spreading what I'm doing, of like being out there to encourage people of like, look, I came from no financial background, zero real estate experience. And I own, you know, four apartment complexes. I'm buying more. You know, I, I was able to quit my nursing job in less than two years by investing in this. And this is kind of what I'm doing. And I'm just sharing my story, hoping to motivate and inspire others other nurses. That's fantastic. And if someone wants to find you, where do they find you? Is it net worth nurse? Is that the main hub for all things Savannah? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So I am on all social medias. Um, I favor Instagram, um, mm -hmm. getting on TikTok. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, net worth nurse, or the net worth nurse on some of those. Um, and then my website's networthnurse.co, And that has all my stuff. That's my hub, my blogs, my videos, my, all my podcast episodes are up there for people who want to listen to them. That's where we have access to our courses and our community and some of the eBooks we have, like more of our, our resources. We have tons of free resources too on there. So yeah, the website's the biggest hub and that's www.networthnurse.co. And I love chatting with nurses. So if you're remotely interested in investing or real estate or wanting to just chat more, I have links on all those to set up calls with me and I'll take calls and just kind of brainstorm with nurses, strategize, you know, give feedback, insight. You know, um, I love connecting with other nurses and healthcare professionals. That's awesome. And can someone actually hire you as a financial advisor? Not as a financial advisor, no, mm -hmm. but I do have investment opportunities that they can come in and join. So we um, go- see. 
we partner and we um, go out and buy apartment complexes and we have passive investors who invest alongside us and don't want to do any of the work and still want to invest in real estate. And um, yeah, that's a huge way that they could partner up with what we're doing and, and the investments that we're investing in. Oh, that's interesting. And I know being a financial advisor has all these other rules yeah. and things around it. So, yeah. so, okay. So people can actually get in touch with you if they actually want to hear about some of the opportunities you've been mm-hmm. actually creating that they can kind of just take advantage of and be part of. Yeah, definitely. And we have all the resources too. Like we have financial advisors that we work with. We have CPAs that are real estate savvy and work with nurses. We have um, lawyers because I have a lot of nurses right now who want to start up side hustles and generate some extra income that way, which is super cool. So I have like um, some lawyers that I use for my stuff that I highly recommend. So I have a bunch of resources um, listed in our community with stuff like that, financial advisors and that. That's fantastic. That's great. And I just wanted to ask personally, really quickly, before we go, um, how old are your children? Two and four. They are um, my little water babies. They, my four-year-old, they just turned two and four and they love everything, the beach and princess and pink. So we're hanging out at the beach almost every weekend with those little, little ones. And I have a feeling unlike many of us, or I can speak for myself and a lot of other people I know that they're going to be raised with parents who will help them be incredibly financially literate. <laughs> I hope they're going to see us They're They've already been out to some of our apartment complexes yeah. touring them with us. So they'll get, they won't even know they're going to be firsthand dive, diving in. To this right. It's just part of their lives, but that's yeah. cool. I mean, for young women to grow up financially savvy and to really understand how the world works. I mean, I think it's just doing your children such a service. So I think that's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Savannah, thank you so much. I'm so glad you reached out to me and I'm so glad we've connected and you've been on the show and we'll have you back sometime to talk about, you know, your, your memoir, when you publish your, your memoir and your autobiography and your New York (laughs) Times bestseller. And, you know, if you can remember me when, you know, you're like, you know, on that top 10 bestseller list. So thank you. You're really wonderful. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nurse Keith Show. Please go to nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 358, or just go to networthnurse.co.co to connect with Savannah. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. I really hope you do. And consider taking some inspired action in the interest of your financial well-being, just like Savannah was talking about these last 30 or 40 minutes. And if you need personalized holistic career coaching, look no further than nursekeith.com. Mention Savannah Arroyo and Net Worth Nurse, and you can get 15% off your first coaching package. And consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash nursekeith. I'd really appreciate it. The Nurse Keith Show is a proud member of the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. And the show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting. And Mark Cappy Spiesen is our stalwart social media ringmaster. I'm grateful to Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in the right direction. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Savannah Arroyo saying Arrivederci from beautiful Los Angeles, California. All right. Beautiful Los Angeles. Thank you, Savannah. Thanks for everyone for listening. And we will catch you on the flip side.